This is Being Awesome with Rob Springer. I used to be friends with this guy um, when I was in high school. And, you know, we both worked together at McDonald's. And uh, we used to get in all sorts of adventures together. Like, we'd go, you know, drive all over the world, you know, places we probably shouldn't go. One night we decided to hang out in a in an emergency room just to see if they'd bring anybody in or whatnot. And he was just... He was a medical student or going to be a medical student in college. So he was really excited to see all that. And we just do all sorts of stuff. Sometimes we'd go to this, um, when we turned 18, when we get off work at McDonald's, we'd go to this place called have a nice day cafe. That was like a disco themed club and we'd get in, we'd go inside and we'd go disco dancing in our McDonald's uniforms, you know, these silly purple polo shirts with giant golden arches on them and still wearing our black McDonald's hats and just, you know, those black pants that you only get by working in fast food. Like, wow, does Puritan only make fast food employee uniforms or something? But we'd be, we'd be there just boogieing down. And the thing is, we weren't the only ones there who just got off work. There'd be people from the local car plant and there's always a UPS guy, and it's, everyone was there in their uniforms just dancing away. And everyone smelled really bad because they just got off work. And, you know, we we were teenagers that just got off work of McDonald's, so we just smelled like onions and cigars because we'd buy these... There's this, I forgot the Muriel Magnum, I think. <coughs> Is this brand of cigar we would buy because it was really sweet tasting. And we'd be smoking these big, goofy cigars and get up. T- <laughs> so we smell like onions and cigars and we'd go disco dancing. Oliver and I got all sorts of adventures and stuff. And, uh, you know, we graduated high school and he moved away to go to college. And we, you know, we grew apart. That's how, how things a lot of times go, you know, at that point in time. You know, you just kind of people you're friends with you don't always stay friends with not for any particular reason or whatnot you just end up growing apart and in this case he went away to school and every once in a while he'd come back home to visit and we'd uh we'd go have fun and stuff and it was, it was cool and all about a good 10 years after later from the last time i ever saw him i actually i think it was fall of 1997 you know we were both in college i was going to a local community college and he was going out of state somewhere. And uh, while he was going there, he'd actually that year met a girl and married her over the summer. And like, or just, I guess, going to school, married or whatever. I remember him coming back for a weekend and him and I doing something that night. I think we all, we all went to go see the new aliens movie or something. The alien resurrection. That was it. And that was pretty much the last time I'd seen him, you know, like it just kind of, he vanished, you know? It's just the way things worked out. There was no Facebook or whatever to keep up with people. Not, I don't think he even had an email address. I was one of those weird people who had an email address at the time because not a lot of my friends bothered. But about a good 10 years later, 
I had uh, stumbled across a newspaper article online. Actually, a friend of ours, a mutual friend from our high school, sent me the link, you know, on good old MySpace. And, uh, wow, he was serving a lifetime in prison for murder. That, that was a crazy... It wasn't like a, some ratchet got out a gun and shot somebody thing. He actually, uh, at some point, got divorced from his wife and got infatuated. He was always quick to get infatuated with girls. And he got infatuated, apparently, with this one girl who had a boyfriend or whatever. And he, I guess, being a, a medical practitioner, he wasn't a doctor. He was, some, I think, a male nurse or something like that. And she had pains or whatever regularly that he would uh, basically hook her up with a pain reliever shot or something like that and gave her a lethal dose to kill her and hid the needles and hopped the country and all sorts of stuff. And the most weirdest thing. In fact, one time I was flipping, after I found out, you know, I was just shocked. Like, wow. Because even though it had been a good 10 years since I ever seen the guy, it's still sort of a setback, like a whoa, kind of a mix of a emotional blow, a heavy blow. And I just a what the WTF moment, you know, you don't really know how to feel in a moment like that where it's someone who you used to be really close with and now is practically a stranger. And I remember even sometimes like turning across those true crime shows and there would be reenactments of there was my friend. I mean, I'm not making this up. You guys can Google it. His name's a uh, Travis Oliver O'Quinn. And I think it happened in Statesboro, Georgia, maybe Florida or whatever where he did it craziest thing in the world what else is crazy is that this is being awesome the podcast about loving transformers and having fun i'm rob and not everything in life is awesome such as finding out a old friend of yours murdered somebody but if it wasn't for the bad times you wouldn't appreciate the good times and hey even though he grew up to do something horrible when we were kids we used to go disco dancing in our mcdonald's uniform that was all Awful way to start the show. <laughs> well, guys, this, this has been a fun day. Despite my tale of f former disco dancing onion-smelling guy that murdered somebody, I, I've had a robot sort of day. I got up this morning, and the woman and I went to do our weekly shopping. We usually go Saturday, but we decided to do it Sunday instead. We just didn't want to do anything yesterday. And we went out and we were looking at, like, bathroom stuff. And lo and behold, Walmart had the Transformer Schick Razor that, you know, they've been advertising. I was like, man, I'd like to get one of those. And finally got one. Actually, it was like a gift set. It was like 14 bucks, and it came with a one of these Hydro Razors. A little holder to put around the blade that had an Aubot symbol on it. The Razor itself has the symbol on it, too. A can of Edge Shave Gel that's got Optimus Prime on it. And a whole bunch of razor blades. Like, it's like a good four razor blades in there. And that's like a good 20 bucks on its own. So that's a pretty good deal on its own. And then and then while we were getting our groceries at the Walmart, you know, I always buy a box of snack cakes for the week to pack in my lunch. And I love Tasty Cakes. And I knew Tasty Cakes was getting Transformers branded boxes for, for the movie. And lo and behold... The ones I usually get, the peanut butter candy cakes, had Grimlock on them, so I got a box of those. And then on the way home, we stopped at Sonic. And 
we got Sonic food. But Sonic has Transformer slushes. And right now, I'm drinking on the Megatron one. She got the Bumblebee one, which is quite tasty. It's orange and grape. Megatron is grape and, like, this white slush stuff that's just kind of a cream taste. So Megatron's basically a grape creamsicle. Next time we go, I'll try the Optimus. It looked pretty good, too. I just... I couldn't get around that grape and white <laughs> Megatron thing. It looked good. It is good. You know, over this past week... You know, this, this is Sunday, as I'm recording this. Sunday, June 4th. Over the past week, there's just a metric ton of toy news dropped. And I'm pretty sure by the time you've heard this, you've done seen it everywhere. Um, in the Transformers world... A bunch of product reveals for Transformers movie toys come out. We finally get to see the pictures of Cogman's toy. Anthony but Popkins, robot butler or whatever. His toy, and it's really cool. He turns into an Aston Martin. And he's a Titan Master. He has a Titan Master head. So excited for that. You got, I'm just so excited at Titan's return or working our way into the movie stuff. It's such a undeniably cool line that just yes keeps going even where it's not invited <laughs> and wow guys nitro the decepticon nitro which we all knew looked cool from previous leaked stuff man his toy looks amazing that's just a really sharp robot and i can't wait to get it of all the other reveals um everyone knows i, I love my legion class i'm a big legion collector and there's a butt ton of them coming a lot of two packs yeah, you know, at Toys R Us and Walmart, which is just, just, just dangled cheese in front of a mouse. You know, that's that's what's going to happen. Oddly enough, Walmart's the only place to get hot rod stuff, which I don't mind because I shop at Walmart more than anything else, and I'll probably get just about every hot rod toy. So that works for me. I, I know where to go, and if one Walmart's out, I'll just drive down the road about five miles to another one. I mean, they are plentiful here. Really sharp. One thing I noticed looking at all these pictures, Hot Rod's uh, car. And, you know, of course, being a movie toy, he doesn't really look much like his namesake whatsoever. Look, it's been 10 years of the movies. You guys quit complaining about that. It's not going to change. <laughs> but I've noticed something looking at pictures of the toy modes, the to toy modes, the toys car mode, and that there's very definite molded in details where Perhaps there's a perhaps there's a future G1 inspired redeco coming, and I say that because t on the uh, hood, you know the car is like I guess a bluish black with red detailing, but on the hood, if you if you look, there's molded in detail where they could probably paint flames on pretty easily. It's like a it's not flame shaped, but it's like a triangular shape there where it looks like it would go and on the back around this trunk to where to where the uh spoiler whatever for the car would be if you can look in the molding you can see the detail that looks a whole lot like the classic hot rod spoiler that if they did a redeco of they could probably just paint that in so i, I just know i don't know if that's just a neat little thing or neat little coincidence maybe or Signs of a G1 redeco coming. But I totally saw it clear as day looking at that picture. Um, look, 
last night looks like it'll be a really fun toy line. And so far, the toys I've gotten from it are. So I'm really, really positive going into this movie. I hope the movie's good. Because so far, I'm having fun buying silly Optimus Prime razors and Megatron slushes. <laughs> and these toys are looking really great. Looks like they've done a much better job on this toy line than they have the past ones. And you can't complain about that. Well, I mean, someone's going to complain about that, but... I wonder if any of these complainers realize no one's actually listening to them. Hmm. You know, talking about new toys, and I'm uh, steering off Transformers for a minute here. Uh, everyone knows I love the core. You know, those awesome little military figures. Lennard uh, Toys makes, and you know, Lennard just made the Skull Island toys, the King Kong action figures, and I got the King Kong right here next to me. Great, great toy. Well, Blake Noah, um, you can find him on YouTube as Innovinci. He's the head designer for Lennard. He's the one who designed the Kong toys, designs the core and all that. He's got a new uh, action figure range coming out called Kung Fu Takeout. And this is really cool and creative. Essentially, the core um, tends to have these six-inch spin-off figures. Not really spin-off figures. They're just six-inch core figures they'll have out at times near the regular ones. And they've taken some of those molds. Some of them. And looks like they, and they took some of those molds. Like there's a samurai and a obvious ninja. And one's a kung fu dude and all that. And they took these and they gave them great paint jobs, included, put them with cool little swords and nunchuck type weapons. And the box is a play off of a, a Chinese takeout box. And that's just great. That's just clever. That's just fun. That's just silly. And I just can't wait to get it. So high five Blake Noah on that awesome, awesome thing. Once again, you guys can find him on YouTube at Innovinci. I suggest you check it out. The guy... The guy does really cool stuff with his toy designs. Just really cool, really cool follow, really good guy to just keep up with. Like, just, it's just crazy actually watching the design process in, in motion. Actually, uh, in, in November when I was at Universal Studios, he got he got confused a little bit from some of my posts and thought I was in uh, California instead of Florida. and said, oh, dude, are you in California? And I was like, no, I'm in Florida. And he's like, Oh, I thought you were in California. I was going to invite you to come over to the studios. Dude was going to have me over there to his design studio. And I'm still kind of like, man, why did I have to go to Florida? I could have went to California and saw a toy lab. That had been awesome. Speaking of awesome, getting out of toys for a minute. Um, The upcoming King Godzilla vs. King Kong movie. You know, we're just talking about King Kong and the guy who made the toys a second ago. But the upcoming Godzilla vs. King Kong movie was just assigned a director this week. Adam Wingward. Uh, he's directed a lot of horror stuff. So it's a really good pick. He seems like like a pretty good fan of Godzilla and King Kong and Kaiju as a whole. And just by his interactions and the way he's been speaking on social media, I can tell he's he's got a love for it. So I, I have good faith. I have just a lot of, I said a good faith. I have a lot of faith in that he would do a good job. Um, if you guys know the VHS... Uh, series of movies and the most recent Blair Witch movie that was him he did those so he's not a stranger to genre so I uh I have high hopes of course we got Godzilla 2 coming out next year first so we gotta wait for that 
I think I think we got a few years until Kong versus Godzilla, so we can just see how that works out. But I'm excited. It looks great. I'm reading off my notes here, <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna take a sip of Megatron. Mm. Megatron's done melted. So now instead of a Megatron slush cup, it's a uh, cup of well, there's a lump of ice. You know that lump of ice when you get a slush cup that. There's always that lump that just floats, that never goes away. It's not just a cup of cold gray Kool-Aid. Green. It's neither of those. It's purple. Why did I say gray or green? What is wrong with me? You know, the the Transformer Slush Cups, they, uh, they, they mix two flavors to make it, and they're two different colors. And the Megatron one pretty much absorbed the white really quick with the, uh, Great being such a dominant color over a white slush. But the Bumblebee one was orange with grape. And it really stood out. It was really, really kind of neat looking. Really tasty, too. Optimus, of course, is red and blue. That's cherry and blueberry. Or raspberry, I think. Cherry and raspberry. So that's bound to be good. I'll try that probably next weekend. I need a nap. I have been up all day. <laughs> I'm not going to take a nap so I can go to sleep like a normal person tonight. But I think I might take a nap after I get done with this. But guys, how about we skip over to the Q&A portion of the show? The Q&A portion of the show is fed from a thread that generates exclusively in the best place to talk Transformers online, and that would be Talk Transformers. It's a group on Facebook. Go join it and enjoy it. Just, just enjoy it. Get all up in that and enjoy it. Like. Talk. Don't use that stupid laughing emoji thing. It kind of pisses people off, you arrogant ass. <laughs> but go join it. And when I need more questions or whatever for this part of the show, I put up a thread there, and that's where I get them. I just put them in a little notepad here on my phone. Such as this week's question that comes from Anthony Baker, my main man. Anthony goes on to ask, this is a long one, so give me a second so I don't sputter on my words too much. I have been reading Transformers, the definitive G1 collection, and recently they reprinted the Marvel Headmasters miniseries. I remember originally reading it back in 1987 and finding it refreshing for a number of reasons, but mainly for the fact that it showed a different viewpoint of an exodus from Cybertron. And we had two new leaders with their own distinct personalities. Do you think that the next relaunch after Power of the Primes could benefit from this approach? Or do you think Hasbro rely too much on so-called legacy characters to carry every new iteration? Can it work? Or we as fans are just too set in our ways for this ever to work? Thanks in advance, Rob. Oh, and one more thing to add to the above. I'm not necessarily saying that there has to be totally new characters to do this, I think it could work taking existing undeveloped characters and giving them personalities like the way James Roberts have done with Mortimer C.I. and Lost Light. With the right story, underexposed legacy characters could finally have their chance to shine. Personally, I found the introduction and subsequent overexposure of new characters like Drift, Windblade, and Victorion to be jarring, and they also have divided the fan community to an extent. I think they could work much better if they weren't so much in our face all the time. Anthony, I agree with you. They went overboard with Windblade and Victorian and Drift. 
there's going to be somebody who's going to disagree with me over that, and that's their right. But as my right, I think they just kind of overdid it. Like, like you guys remember Combiner Wars? Remember this whole series about Combiners, and they made a comic about Combiners, and they made a web-based cartoon about Combiners? So which Combiner got front and center? Neither. Wendblade did. You know, I totally agree with you. Um, they, yeah, they should... Those guys should get scaled back a little. I, I think. I think to answer your question, though, I would like to see. Really, would like to see either a brand new cast or them take some of those more odd characters and use those in a show. I think that would definitely be refreshing, and I think a large portion of the fan base would really appreciate it. But yeah, I think they are too dependent on Optimus and Megatron and Bumblebee and everybody. Because we're going on what? Let's see. We had G1, G2, Beast Era. And Beast Era is where they mixed up the status quo. So I guess about late 01 when Robots in the Skies came in. That's when we really got back to Autobots and Decepticon, Optimus Prime and Megatron. And really if you want to be a certain way about it, there was an Optimus and Megatron and Beast Era too. But Starscream and the same old guys it pretty much been directly in Transformers eyes steadily since what 2001 2002 and every time they redo it it's pretty much the same dudes and you know here we've got 10 years of a movie series that Megatron Optimus Bumblebee we're always going to have those guys right there front and center you know the other characters change fortunately so we get a little more variety, but excuse me. Whew, that nap just told me I need to take it. Pardon me. But Optimus, Bumblebee, and Megatron are always going to be there. Even when he was Galvatron, it was still Megatron, you know. And next year, we have the Bumblebee movie. So I don't think they're going to introduce a new lead character there either. But. I don't think they're going to. I think they do lean on them too much. It's one of those things where it's like, you say Superman. You immediately think classic Superman. You know, they, they've they made times where they tried to reinvent his look, and it was just a popcorn fart. Did not go anywhere, you know. And I think with something like Transformers, like 30-something years running, Optimus has always been right there in the focal front, you know. Right there in the focal Wow, I just fell over my own legs saying that sentence. Focal point. And I think they do not just rely on them too much. I think it's been going on too long to really change course too abruptly. I think if they were to change your main cast and crew, and saying that Robots in the Skies on Cartoon Network is pretty close because... We got Bumblebee as the leader. Optimus is on there occasionally. You know, that's Sideswipe and Grimlock, but they're, 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 not your tr- they're not who you think when you say Sideswipe and Grimlock, you know. There's a little variety there. But I think for your main product, your main in-your-face thing, they're going to stick with Optimus and gang unless it really crashes and burns and they have to kind of resurrect it. And I think then they would experiment with new characters. More likely, most likely. But I totally would love to see it too, just because 
And, you know, it's not that I'm tired of Optimus and Bumblebee and crew. I'm not. It's just the fact that there's more out there. You know, there's there's more characters. There's more more choices. You know, they can... Man, heaven forbid they make a new character. I would love that. I just... That was one thing I used to love that's been gone for so long. I just quit thinking about it. But I can't. And that was... You got so many new characters all the time. Beastero, we got it. G2, we got it. Of course, G1, we got it. But that didn't count. That was the original series. And original Robots in Disguise... There's a lot of new characters there. But as we slid into Armada... Wasn't so many new guys anymore. It was mostly uh, homages and stuff to prior characters. And of course, the various generations and classics toys. Of course, there's no new guys there. You know, it's in the name. You might get a new guy here or there. You got locked down and animated and such. Really the best... Just... Depository of new characters we've had some time was... Those movie lines, the first and second uh, movie toy line, had tons of new characters that weren't in the movies. They might be based on a car that was in a movie or in the movie or something, but they weren't full-out characters. And in some of those comics, they got characterization there. But that's really the that was really the place where we got the most new characters in a long time. It'd been quite a while since we'd got new guys, you know. So. And, you know, they kind of steered away from that now. So, I don't know. I mean, one thing they've done, and that just kind of goes to your using not as commonplace characters, you know, Titans Return. A lot of these toys, while they're homages to older characters and stuff, it's the ones that don't really get much attention. You know, we got I got Shuffler sitting right over there. That's the first Shuffler toy since the original one, you know. Like, they just don't make Shuffler toys. Stuff like that. That's... That's wild. Or, man, there's... I got Stripes sitting right here. Stripes never happened. He was, like, what, a script character originally? I think they made a uh, redeco of Ravage at one point. As a Stripes toy or whatever. Stri- you know. I'm just looking around like, yeah, they... Mind Wipe is right here at my desk. Ooh. Hey, me, I guess I'm nappy. <laughs> I'm nappy-headed. Now, let me hear. <laughs> I remember when I was younger, and I had hair, I would go, man, my hair is totally naps. Because that's what kids from the suburbs said. <laughs> that was stupid. I was trying to make a joke out of me yawning, and it didn't work out. I apologize. But I don't apologize for that awesome question, Anthony. Thank you so much for answering it. Asking it. And I hope I answered it well, or at least to your liking. And guys, if any of you want to give me questions or comments or talking points, go join Tall Transformers and wait for that thread to pop up. I will do one, and you can add to it right there. Or, hey, just shoot me a message. I'll do that, too. Just for you. Between you and me. Don't tell no one, okay? Well, guys, it's time for me to I think I'm going to sit in my chair and take a nap. So, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening. Being Awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun, is part of the Radio Free Cybertron network of shows. And you can find us all at tfradio.net for shows and showtimes, as well as our Amazon links. If you could please check those out, it'd be a great way to help support the network. I think I said it before, I'm Rob. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoboRobSpringer. <laughs>
And hey guys, you know I was just talking about Talk Transformers, that group. The owner of the group, I don't own it. The owner of the group, Jesse Braddock, he's, he's having a little bit of, of a tramley. I said tramley. Family issue going on. If you guys want to go check out his Facebook page, just search out Jesse Braddock. You can see the link to where he's a, a little bit of a family tragedy. He's got a GoFundMe set to help raise money uh, for the cause. You guys, if anyone's interested, maybe go take a look at that. I'm sure he'd appreciate it. But also, since you're using the internet, please check out my personal site, zonebase.org. You can do all your zone and your base at zonebase.org. Promise. Well, guys, I'm going to go take a nap. It is 6.40. I shouldn't take a nap so I could actually go to bed at a normal time tonight. But where's the fun in that? So I'll see you guys all next week. I will speak to this microphone next week, and you guys will hear me coming out of your earbuds or your Beats headphones, or your speakers, or whatever. But thanks everyone for listening. I'm going to drink this uh, melted Megatron slush cup now. Bye. This has been Being Awesome with Rob Springer. Transform, save the future. Tell me, I'm a life, you can't be hero. Oh,